You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Ian, look at this. What, it's a police box. What on earth are you doing here? Hey, these things are usually on the street. A beard. It's alive. Earth Station Who, a fun mashup celebrating nearly 50 years of the Doctor Who universe. Hold tight. You never know where the TARDIS is going next. You're probably a bit confused right now. I broke the glass. It's all come back to me. This. What is this? That's my ship. Let me take it from the top. Hello. I'm the doctor. I'm a traveler in space and time. And that thing buried down there is called a TARDIS. Time and relative dimension in space. You're gonna love this. Hey there, Whovians, and welcome to another episode of Earth Station Who. That's right, folks. We are back, and we are going to be looking at the newly released Galaxy 4 featuring the First Doctor. It's going to be an interesting story. You know, I like how we said newly released, but this episode actually, (laughs) a storyline, came out in 1965. I think it's older than most of us on the show, and I think it's pretty cool to be able to finally watch this in its entirety because this was one that had only a couple scenes um, available and, you know, it wasn't all that, you know, all well known and everything. And so this was one of those that we thought were completely lost. And it was real interesting to watch and be able to see the story. And, you know, it's, it's, it's basic Doctor Who that we're so familiar with over the years and everything. And it's going to be really fun to talk all about it. And we have a great crew here to talk with us tonight. Joining us, of course, Mr. Matt Sweatman is returning to the show. Welcome, sir. Hello, fellow Who nerds. Have you, you know, did you know anything about this before it came out on DVD or Blu-ray? Or have you read the novelizations or... Nothing. All of the above. I, uh, I I had a watch through of Who, and I'd watched recreations of pretty much every story. Um, I had the audio, uh, just the audio track was the narration of the scenes, too. So I'd, I was pretty familiar with the story. Oh, that's cool. So it totally makes sense why when I put the call out for people, you were like, me, 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 me. You were like, <laughs> so that's just awesome, and I'm glad to have you here, my friend. And, of course, we have our regulars with us. Uh, of course, let's say howdy to Mr. Mike Gordon. Howdy. And Ms. Mary Ogle is joining us back. Hey, everybody. It is fantastic to be here. Yep. And, folks, this is going to be a fun one. And if you haven't seen it yet, we are going to spoil a episode that is, what, 57 <laughs> years old? <laughs> so. As you said, it was just released a few months ago. Yes. So <laughs> we're going to be talking all about it, though. So definitely, you know, be prepared. And, of course, we'd love to hear from you guys at home. Feedback at EarthStationWho.com. We definitely would like to know what you guys thought about this one. You know, is it – did you guys enjoy it? You know, you got to see the first Doctor, but you also got to see Stephen and Vicky with the Doctor. And, you know, 
really sad that Steven didn't sing in this one, but you know, not like in the gunfighters, but you know, mom mercies. I know. Darn. <laughs> I, I could tell you're heartbroken on that one. <laughs> so it's going to be interesting to talk all about. And please, you know, if you haven't subscribed to our show, please do. We would love to get you to, you know, listen to all our older shows and, you know, we're up on iTunes, Stitcher radio, Spotify, Wherever you can find podcasts, Earth Station, who is there. And we are a proud member also of the ESO Network. So feel free to look up all our other shows, too. we got a couple different Doctor Who shows and some general geekiness on Earth Station 1 and all the other shows. So definitely check us out, please. We would really appreciate it. All right, folks. Doctor Who news. There's actually been some Doctor Who news, <laughs> you know, since Yay. last time we talked to you guys. I know when we did, you know, our live episode probably about a month ago now, um, we hadn't been informed yet, but it was announced that uh, Rachel Talley was uh, announced as the doctor for the 60th anniversary special. The director, yes. Yes, yes. Very good. And I think she she's well worth it. She's amazing. Um, I'd like her experience with Doctor Who and also other shows that she's done. And I can actually say we've actually met her. So it's pretty darn awesome. And so it's pretty cool when, you know, you actually, you know, get to see someone like this succeed and everything. But um, I think, Mary, you told me right before we started that they announced that she has COVID. Yes, she tweeted out that she has COVID. Uh, but they have not shut down production. She is directing remotely. Oh, wow. So she's like like a Max Headroom thing. There's a little box right there. <laughs> <I think so. laughs> no, get over there. We need you to over this part. <laughs> I mean, cut, 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 be, cut, cut, cut. She said she knew of at least four other productions right now that were directing remotely. She said it's become a lot more common than it used to be since the pandemic. Oh, I'm sure. I'm totally sure. And, you know, I hope she has a quick recovery and hopefully she's vaccinated and able to, you know, not have the full effects. Fingers crossed. Yes. So I am, I am very excited that she's returning to Doctor Who. She has been uh, a great director of some of the best episodes of the new Who, as well as uh, she's done a lot of great TV in the meantime. And I think having her back just just. It makes me feel very happy. Yeah, she's definitely one of the best directors the new Who has had, and I'm I'm so looking forward to to this episode. And she yep. loves Doctor Who. That's the other thing. It's not like they, you know, she brought they. I mean, she. I think she was actively sad that she was not asked to be on during Jodie's run. Yep, it's actually she would have been great with Jodie. I really think she yeah, would have. I been. think they missed a huge opportunity there. Yes, but. She would have been saddled with some of those Chibnall scripts too. Though. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. If anyone could make it right? at least passable, it would have been Rachel. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I think, truthfully, I'm glad she's here for the 60th. And we a lot of times don't talk about rumors and such, but this one I think is going to have a little bit of fact because we were talking about it when we did. Again, going back to the live episode we did a month ago, we were talking about what Jody's regeneration is going to be taking place in October, and then they weren't going to be doing anything until the 60th anniversary, which is like almost 13 months later. And 
we thought that was kind of weird, kind of odd, especially with the new doctor coming on board. But they've come out, rumor-wise, if the BBC has not officially come out and said that there's probably going to be three 60th anniversary specials. I so hope that is true. <laughs> Please let that be true. Yes. So. Um, I ju- it would have felt so wrong not to have some sort of holiday special, whether it's Christmas or New Year's. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think... Yeah. Yeah, they haven't missed a single New Year's or Christmas, one or the other, any year since uh, since the Christmas invasion. Wow. So, yeah, I definitely think, knock on wood, kind of woodish on my desk, but, yeah, <laughs> you know, we will get, you know, the three specials and, you know, it'd be kind of interesting each special having maybe a different past doctor involved with it or something, maybe not having them all team up like a like they did with the 50th or the three doctors or other things, but, you know, have maybe multi-doctor stories, each one. So, so it's interesting. And I basic, it's, it'll be very interesting to see what happens. And so with that being said, you know, we also got some news that this is fact that, um, you know, Patrick Harris is going to be on doctor who, yeah, that's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be pretty extraordinary, actually. And they've already re- released a picture of him in costume. It looks very sort of celestial toy maker-ish. Ish. <laughs> yes. So interesting that you, you know, got this news that, you know, a fairly big celebrity, you know, an American celebrity on top of it is going to be involved with the 60th anniversary. So I think it's pretty cool. I have to admit, when I first heard the news, I had to check the calendar, be sure it wasn't April 1st, because it had a it had an April Fool's Day <laughs> feel to it when I first saw it. <laughs> Weird. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's going to be very interesting to see. I, you know, when I first saw the posting, I thought, oh, please, it's just another rumor. And then it started popping up on different sites, and it was like, oh, there's some validity to this one. So, yep. I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be interesting to see what we get. I know that the fans are speculating what, you know, if he's the master or whatever. Um, uh, and it's really too early to, to see, uh, to even guess who he's going to be. Um, but, uh, as far as the last time I saw Neil Patrick Harris was in, uh, the matrix resurrections, I was not really impressed with his performance in that, but then again, I wasn't impressed with that whole movie. So I don't know if it, uh, you know, it's just associated with him. I've heard he's very good in It's a Sin, which was, of course, a show run by Russell T. Davies. And uh, I, you know, I've heard good things about that. So I know he's capable of really good work. Um, So I, I just, you know, if he's going to bring the Dr. Horrible to Dr. Who, that would be very interesting as well. Yeah, it's it's interesting too because you know you had Doctor Horrible. You also have him in How I Met Your Mother, and you know shows like that. That you know, and it, he's also been doing Broadway, and he's done you know all these different projects. I think he brings a, t- a huge wealth in it. I just think I don't with the Matrix. I just think I don't think anything could have saved that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that had a lot to do with the script. <laughs> And uh, just the movie itself, his performance. There wasn't a whole lot he could do with that, what he was given. So, yeah, it's 
it's interesting and I'm looking forward to it and I'm very interested to see where it goes and everything and have fun with it. And, you know, there's other rumors that are, you know, being hinted at. RTD has been posting like very cryptic messages on his Twitter account and, you know, so it's going to be very interesting to see what's coming next. And, you know, you know, I, we're not going to talk about these rumors because it's other doctors and such, but until it's confirmed and, you know, they'll probably just confirm it as soon as we hit stop record. So, you know, that's pretty normal on this show. <laughs> so, let, let me just ask you guys uh, real quick, since the speculation is already out there that he may be playing the master, uh, we, would you guys be comfortable with that? I don't want to see him as the master. I could yeah, see I'd rather not. I I wouldn't mind seeing him as the meddling monk or the celestial toy maker or another well-known character. But you know, I do, I don't want to see him as the master. You know, I I wouldn't want an original master if we see one and not an actor we know because you know, especially with someone like him, he's not going to be ongoing. He's not going to be, you know, he's not going to be, you know, throughout the new Doctor series and or anything. I would want to see somebody who's the master who's going to be a little bit longer than just, you know, three episodes. I, I, regardless of whether or not he would make a good master or whatever, I did think that it would be really, you know, we, we talked about uh, Doctor Regeneration scenes and everything, and I thought, wow, wouldn't it be cool if, somehow the doctor and the master were together and died and regenerated at the same time. Like that would be pretty amazing to see. Uh, I'm not saying that that's going to happen this time, or I don't think it's likely to, but I just think that would be a really cool thing to see at some point. Well, also the trends currently have to do with multiverses and such. And that's some of, that has some of the rumors involved here too. So he oh, could right. be the, he could be in the uh, universe where there's an American doctor or American master or something yeah, like that's that. True. That's true. <laughs> or, or what do they call that on, um, uh, or that sitcom had that, uh, had a, had a doctor oh, one. Oh, prof- professor time and space. Something like that. Yeah. Yes. It was from community. Me- yes. So yeah, it was. I I hope they don't go crazy with that sort of thing. No, I don't. I don't want to see you. like you know all these doctors all of a sudden and and yeah that I don't know. I mean, yeah. who knows? I, I until until I see it, it's hard to judge. But the idea of it is is not something that I appeals to me. It's it's interesting, and I would love to you know to see him you know play a bigger role, but do I expect that? No. I expect him there for the anniversary specials and that's it. Yeah, I have a feeling he's probably just gonna be a, a one off character. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So yeah. if he's yeah. if it's the Celestial Toymaker again, sure. That would be awesome. Yeah. And if not, you know what? So what? You know not that it's set in stone, but the IMDB has it listed as in episode uh season fourteen, episode one. And that's okay. it. So, but I mean, that, that's not, obviously that's not something that can, can change. I mean, it can change at any time. So, but it is uh, interesting how it's, that's already listed on there. Exactly. So it's pretty cool. Um, other news going out, the Renegade Doctor issue one is now out on the stands. So we get the Ruth Doctor in comic book form. 
and I have my copy and very, very fun issue. And if you get a chance to pick it up, the fine folks at Titan have, you know, done it again and they're doing some great stuff with Doctor Who. I have not picked up um, one of their titles probably, probably about a year or two. And, you know, I like what they did with Jody. I love the third Doctor stories they did. And also, you know, what they did with the eighth Doctor and also, you know, a lot of the other characters too, you know, 10th and 11 and 12. So it's cool. Yeah, but they've been steadily putting uh, Doctor Who comics out for a while now. And uh, it's pretty interesting. I uh, I haven't gotten that yet. I'm sort of waiting for the trade, but uh, as well as I am for the, the Missy uh, story uh, series that they did, uh, but uh, they usually do a pretty good job. And um, I mean, I'll be really curious to see. I doubt this sort of answers any questions about what her role is in the Doctor Who universe, but I'd be curious to see if there's any sort of hints at all. Oh, exactly. Now they purposely left that kind of stuff out. And, you know, I think they have to remain kind of, you know, ambiguous with it. So we'll see where the story goes. I think it's only supposed to be four or five issues. So, so I'll be very curious to see. And, you know, if anyone else has picked it up, I would love to hear what you guys thought. Definitely, you know, give us a drop us a line, as we like to say. Feedback at EarthStationWho.com. All right, kids, let's take a quick break, and we will be back with Galaxy 4. This Labor Day weekend, fandom is calling. Let Michael, Mike, Darren, and Jen help you answer the call with the latest news, notes, tips, and tricks on the DragonCon Report. Available as an audio podcast, visit DragonConReport.com and for the first time ever, watch us on video via Facebook Live and YouTube. We want to help you celebrate your fandom in all the best ways. So listen up and we'll see you at the con. Now let's go back to the year 1965 from September 11th till the 2nd of October. And we are looking at Galaxy 4. We're looking at the first Doctor, William Hartnell. And we are looking at, like we said, companions, Vicky and Stephen. And interesting. Um, obviously, I had read the books, the Target novelizations years ago when I you know, was in probably high school. And it was interesting, but it wasn't memorable. And now watching this, I now realize why it wasn't so memorable. <laughs> was the book written by the same person? Um, I think it might have been a Terrence Dix. Um, Terrence Dix did write a lot of them. <laughs> yes, he, he did. did. Um, the, Actually, uh, it was written by uh, William Ems. Oh, that's the same guy who wrote the script. Yeah. And it was published in 1985. So, yeah, my year I graduated. So, so yeah, so that's – it was interesting. You couldn't make it any better in the book. <laughs> <laughs> no. Actually, you know, I have some interesting thoughts on this one. Um, you know, it seems, you know, 
it's become a trope, you know, when the doctor gets to a planet, he's, you know, he feels like, you know, he meets aliens and they end up being the wrong people to meet, you know, basically. And, you know, he ends up siding with the, the ones he thought were the bad guys and who end up being the good guys and everything with this. And I think this is one of the, probably one of the first they do something like that. And, but we've seen it many, many times since on the show. I know there's a Twilight Zone episode that's called Beauty is in the Eye of the Beholder. That's a similar trope, and it's, frankly, much better done than it is here. Yeah. Um, The characters in this one are kind of like, eh, you know, because you think the Chumblies, you know, you wonder, are they going to be like the Daleks or something, you know, or trying to... Oh, they're trying. They're trying oh, yeah. to make yeah. some dialects. Yeah, <laughs> they're more like BB-8. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're they're trying, but yeah, I don't know if it was the animation. I saw some pictures online of what uh, of what uh, they look like in real life, and and yeah, I mean, it looks you know, ever since you know Terry Nation and Doctor Who and the BBC had that hit with the Daleks, they tried several times to come up with something that was just as marketable, just as cool, and this looks like one more example of that. Yeah, well, these robots, you know, the Chumblies looked like, you know, robots that looked like those collapsible camping cups. Yes, yes. Uh (laughs) And it's really not clear whether they're alive or not. Uh, At some point, they think like you think they're just machines, but then they say and do things that make it seem like they have life in them. So it's very strange how they're they're treated as well. Mm -hmm. Well, they're sacrificed left and right in this one. And so it was real interesting to be able to see that. And it was interesting. The Draven was, you know, the other race, which was the clone army. And they were doing the same thing, though. They were sacrificing the clones. You know, oh, they don't they don't have any rights. They don't have anything. They were just raised in test tubes. You know, it's like. And nobody well, cared, cared about the secondary characters. Yeah. Exactly. And they were just was, cannon fodder. fodder. Well, exactly. Yamaga, she says uh, they are not cloned to the level that I am. While I am a person, they are not. So she yeah, well, pretty boldly. I know, exactly. <laughs> mm, and, you know, she wasn't any prize either. So, you know, and it was, it was interesting. It was just like, and they were one of the worst, you know, like mustache twirling villains, you know, she was like, you know, oh, you know, stay here. We're going to, you know, break into that other spaceship. Yes, they offered to take us with us, but we want that spaceship. And it was just like, and it was like, really? Can't you all just get along, you know, just to get no, on no. this well, planet, you know, you know. Uh, you know, I thought it was, <laughs> uh, what's her name? Is her name? Uh, Maga. Maga, right? Maga. Maga. I, I guess I don't know if it was the name or just her attitude or whatever. I think both. I think, but I was like, "Wow, this is what it would be like if Marjorie Taylor Greene had a had a spaceship." <laughs> yes, very much. So. <laughs> I'm like, this is exactly what would it be like? Except, of course, would, I mean, because she she does everything that's just she's talking about how evil things are, and she's talking about these crazy conspiracies and all this kind of stuff, and you can't and you can't take her out of word, and she's killing her own. Um, just to get what she wants. And it just is like, 
wow, this is uh, this is pretty um, uh, futuristic <laughs> because how could how could he have uh, predicted that someone like this would you know be in office at some point uh, later on in, in the world? But um, yeah, I just was like, wow. The biggest shock to me was that they all just let her die at the end. I was like, wow, that's like the, yeah, they just walk a, away. Oh, was, literally, American TV like that doesn't happen. Like. All of them, both races, both Doctor and and uh, the other race say, like, we don't kill. We do not kill. We're very sympathetic. We're very ca- compassionate. We help people. And both of them decide, yeah, we're just going to leave her. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, <laughs> this is, this is, finally crossed the line. <laughs> exactly. They're like, nope, they're just, we're just going to leave. And I thought that was... That was pretty amazing, actually. I was like, wow, good, you, good for you guys. Because, yeah, that's all you could do with someone like this. Well, oh, no, exactly. There was no redemption for this person. Oh, nope. no. No. And it it was kind of cold. You know, when they, when they showed the TARDIS taking off at the end and it just fading away and she's like just standing there and the clones are being – falling into the cracks, into the lava and everything. And then you just see her fall. And it's just like, oh, geez, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen that on Doctor Who, especially in that era. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't recall. I mean, I know that the Doctor has like, you know, done some things that are like, well, you know, yeah. Uh, but, but this is the first. I mean, as grumpy and as you know, bad tempered as sometimes the first Doctor can be. I mean, he usually does the. I don't want to say, yeah, the right thing. In this case, I don't know. Maybe the right, the right thing is hard to argue. Like, the right just, thing. just leave her. Just leave her. Like, there's no point. I mean, yeah, sure, we could take her with us, but nah, nah, we're not. We don't have room for that. I mean, well, and I, she actually, she has chance after chance after chance to yeah, change her. There's nothing she redeeming. Never does. Well, you no, know what the tenth exactly. doctor says. The tenth doctor says no second chances. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess this is where he gets that from, you know, basically. He gave her three or four chances in this one. Yeah, and she and, just keeps know. escalating and making things worse. Oh, exactly. And, you know, even to the part where, you know, she was going to, you know, let Stephen suffocate in the airlock. And yeah, that was really dark. <laughs> that was yeah. really dark. <laughs> yep. Well, she said she wasn't going to, they didn't want, he didn't want, she didn't want him dead. So I guess she was just waiting. Cause she, cause she wanted, yeah, exactly. Cause she wanted him as a hostage. Right. So she wasn't, I, I don't think she was going to kill him or let him die. I think she was just waiting. Until yeah, but he, she was like, torturing uh, him basically. Oh, well, yeah, she's not beyond that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I said, she killed one of her own. Her own is like laying there, like after the, the, the wreck and like, help me, help me. And she just comes up and at she least in the form, face. she just kills her in the back. Like she shoots her right in the back. Like, I was like, Man, that is cold, cold, cold. I was like, that's, yeah, she's one of the, she's one of the, like, most reprehensible characters I've ever seen on Doctor Who, actually. Mm -hmm. No, exactly. And there was nothing likable about her or, and it's interesting that, you know, when you had the, you know, you had the good guys, you know, who were, of course, the Chumbleys and, you know, the other characters, the real, the, the real. real, exactly. And, you know, it made total sense. It made total sense. And even they weren't completely in the white, you know, if you go white, black and gray, you know, they, you know, they had some gray to it. They were a little bit more, they were more moral than, of course, you know, 
anything else. And not, a, that, not a hard thing to do. Like, yeah, <laughs> not a hard, not a hard uh, space, a bar to, to rate, be raised yeah. above. But, but let me ask you this. Where did they get the title Galaxy 4 from? You know, well, they do say that's where they're from. Right. So, so I mean, that's, you know, I mean, yeah. it's better. I don't think there was been, any deeper meaning. Uh, yeah. You know, I think Planet of the Chumblies. Just didn't sound right. Like, it just, like, you know, like, you know, day of the chumblies, like, <laughs> night of the chumblies. Exactly. Yeah. Return of the living chumblies. <laughs> yeah, just, like, you know, if they were really trying to make something that was marketable, like the Daleks or another monster that they could reuse over and over again, man, they really like messed up because naming them chumblies was, I was very strange on how they got that name because at first I thought she said, uh, Chumley, and I was like, "Wow, that feels kind of like fat shaming a little bit." Because um, uh, you know, the only thing I could find in reference to Chumley is is the walrus that was in Tennessee Tuxedo, and yeah, they are kind of walrus shaped. And I was like, "Well, maybe that's what they were going for," but they didn't say Chumley because they were afraid of copyright things or something. I don't know. It just was really weird. I don't think I looked it up, and I can't find anything where Chumley is actually uh, defined anywhere. So they just kind of made it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's I, like what Vicky Vicky says. They're they're like chumblies, and she does this sort of you know little yeah, but what little waddle type thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like what is what is that? Like like I was like what she says they're like chumblies. I'm like, well, what is a chumbly? Uh, yeah, so, I wondered if it was referencing some British kids program or something, but I couldn't find anything. Yeah, I couldn't find anything either. And like I said, the, I, I thought immediately, and they do kind of are kind of walrus shaped. So I did sort of see that they. You know, we're we're kind of like they might have pulled that from that. Maybe she misspoke, or maybe, like I said, they just changed it because they didn't want to mess with copyrights or whatever. But um, yeah, I didn't. Uh, yeah, and you could tell Maga was not a good scientist, or not it wasn't that advanced of a race because their spaceship was pretty. You know, even though it had crashed. It looked very ancient compared, you know, when the doctor and the crew came on, it's like this, this thing is like decrepit, you know, type thing. Yeah. And then she didn't really seem to know at all how to repair it. No, 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 no not at all. But also she was a horrible scientist because she thought the planet still had 14 cycles. And the doctor says, uh, no, two. <laughs> well, to be fair, the, the, uh, the other race thought there was 14 as well. Yeah, I think the yeah. real actually. And that's, her, and yeah. they were the ones who told her that. So, yeah. um, I, I, you know, they, everybody got it wrong. Um, so, uh, I don't know whether they just, you know, three sons, man, it must've been about as hot as it was in Georgia today. Like, <laughs> oh, Lord. Cause good Lord. I was like, sweating watching it this afternoon and i was thinking man i like this is i feel you i feel the three suns on me so i i did kind of like i mean i could see that you know certainly it wasn't uh really hidden very well it's kind of like in your face but it's like the whole thing about like uh don't judge a character based on their looks uh beauty uh versus you know ugliness or whatever you want to with however you define that you know like if something doesn't look right don't don't assume it's already like it's it's evil um i think that really sort of played out pretty well um i mean like i said it was a little bit over the top like over the top but uh i did kind of like at least the message that they were sending there like don't don't judge a book by its cover really 
you know, the real word, I mean, they were even afraid to show themselves at all, afraid right. to be judged. Because they were like, yeah, because they like, you, we, they, even the doctor who they got to know, they were like, we don't want you to see us because that'll change, you'll change your mind. Because everybody who looks at us thinks, you know, oh my God, you guys are evil um, because of the way you look. Um, I don't, I really, I haven't seen any pictures of them. So I really am curious as to how they looked in real life. Um, look, actually, they were that it's really too bad we don't there is one existing episode episode three yes and, and i did one? go and no, watch it and yeah. actually the real are pretty well done mm-hmm. i mean they're they look sort of job of the huttish <laughs> yes it's interesting too because you had the option on the dvd and to be able to watch it um all animated with episode three being the live version and to watch it that way. Did you watch also, it that way? No, I watched it all <laughs> in animation. But I did go back afterwards to watch the the existing footage. Gotcha. And everything. So I was able to do that. And it was also interesting, too, because, you know, we got I watched it in black and white. You had the option to do it in color or black and white in the animated versions. Yeah, I watched it on Amazon and they show it in color, um, but I turned the color down on my TV because I tried. I For about five minutes, I was watching it in color and I'm like, I just can't do this. Like I can't, <laughs> like watching the second, uh, the first and second doctor in color. It I is just, very I, weird. I can't. And I know why they do it and why they have it in color because a lot of people, uh, you know, will be more attracted to watch it in color, really. I mean, uh, studies show that like, Certainly younger generations uh, prefer color to black and white. If it's black and white, they're like, no, you can't watch that. It's old, whatever. But, um, but yeah, I've watched too many Doctor Who first and second stories to be like, if it, it's in color, I just like, I can't. This just doesn't. And I will say that the animation held up in black and white. I was more than happy to watch it in black and white. Yeah, the Doctor looks kind of better in black and white. <laughs> Cardinal mm-hmm. looked a little kind of weird. You know, it looked like he had like a, a it looked like he lost a few pounds. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> he looked yeah, actually they, fit. They so. never animate the figures that well. No, <laughs> I thought I thought actually all the women looked kind of bottom heavy. Like I just was kind of like that's well. That's the weird. animator had a fetish, and it was okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe. You know, they uh, had one character body model for the draw fins, and that just got used for every one of them. It's Could like be. In the, back in the 1950s and 60s when they drew Betty and Veronica, they just changed the heads, you know. <laughs> the uh, Actually, if you watch the live version, the production values for the time period are not, not bad. Not bad. No. They're really not. I mean, there's an obvious painted backdrop <laughs> to the planet. It's really obvious. But the Chumblies and the Rill are actually done pretty well. Hmm. Which is pretty cool. So, yeah, it was I, – I enjoyed it. Uh, was it the best? No. Um, but it was enjoyable. I was glad it was only a four-parter. <laughs> and, uh, still, it still felt too drawn out for four episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually I, thought it was, it was pretty slow. bad, honestly. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> How many it's times annoying. could they go back and forth between right. the two ships? Yes. And, yeah. Or anything. So it wasn't too, too bad. And it, I did like, you know, how it, you know, ended and went into Mission of the Unknown. Too. Yeah, that was kind of fun. That was yeah. my favorite part of the whole thing was the yeah. last couple of minutes. And now it makes me wish that they, I know there's some questions about whether the animations will continue, but it makes me really want the Dalek master plan with the Mission to the Unknown episode animated, like really. Oh, very much so. We got lucky though, because we reviewed 
probably what about two years ago now, guys. Um, the mission of the un- to the unknown that the college students and they did a really good job too. They did. Yeah. They did. They should. I wish they. I don't know. That's not officially released at all, is it? No, I don't think it so. should be. It was it just be. basically a labor of love for them to do it. Oh, but it was yeah. awesome. But you can find it on YouTube. And yeah. if you get a chance, folks, check it out. It is amazing to think that this is these are college students. And because it, it was a it's the only Doctor Who of the old series that was a one parter. Mm-hmm. And everything. Well, it could have been like a, a prologue to the Dalek Master Plan. Yeah, it kind of. It really sort of was. Wait, wasn't Edge of Destruction one part? No, two episodes. Two. That's two. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I will tell you, uh, watching this and realizing that we have seen, uh, I've seen, yeah, because we reviewed both the f- episode before this and the story after this. Um, I. <laughs> I was uh, hard pressed to uh, remember Vicky and Steven at all. <laughs> I just, I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm like, and they do absolutely nothing for me. Um, they're, I mean, I guess they're used okay in this, but they don't, I, I, as far as companions go, they're not horrible. They're just so forgettable. Yeah, they're oh, just kind of there. So. Yeah, I think yeah. they're much better. Uh, I, I hope we get a, a good version of the Myth Makers. I think they're much better in that, and I liked them in the Time Meddler too. The last one from the previous season. Um, yep, I think they're much better in those two stories. Yeah, that was a good one because we reviewed that a couple of years ago already. And I am. It was awesome. I am just so baffled by how they these BBC Big Finish the the company that does the animation like figure out which ones to animate because i'm like there are quite still quite a number of missing uh, stories and i'm like why did you guys do this one next like i was like there's so many that people are really really wanting to see marco polo for example uh, Celestial Toymaker is another one. I mean, there's ones that people really want to see. Then there's other things like the Daleks Master Plan and 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 Myth Makers and everything like that that sort of have a reputation as well. And I just, I'm like, I, I, why this one? Because it just seems like this one is not very, like, I don't know. I'm just confused why, why they would pick the, to do this one. Spent all the time, money, and energy on this one. I have a theory about that. Um uh, there's only a couple of locations. Uh, there's there's limited characters. The Chumblies are kind of geometric shaped, easy to so the animation is simple. I think it was just a, a, a it was an easy one to do. And I think honestly that's why they chose it. Man, that makes a lot of sense. I, I sometimes I feel like in animation they should be able to. It's just like it's it's just as expensive to draw like a billion people than it is two people. <laughs> but it's it's true. It's not. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, that it could be as simple as that. Unless you're George Perez, and then you can draw as many people <laughs> on, the, on the panel as you want. Well, if you remember, the last animated special that we watched was the Evil of the Daleks, the second Doctor story. Right. And that had a ton of characters in it. It's true. And, you know, and it took you know, forever. And some of it, you could tell where they repeated some of the drawings <laughs> also yeah. because of it. Yeah, I just hope that, you know, like like I said, I'm and there's there's all sorts of I don't know how the 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 idea of this continuing is is not uh not guaranteed at all. Um I've seen everything from like it's this is the last one 
to, you know, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be whatever that kind of thing. And uh, I think that's just so uh, tragic and sad. Um, we have, and especially since we're at the point now where it's only like a handful of ones that they need to do to finish. Like, <laughs> well, but it's interesting too because I remember they were they had solicited that they were coming out with Wheel in Space, which is the fir- the second Doctor story with the Cybermen, and the first one was Zoe. And you know, basically, you know. I ordered it, and then it was canceled. I think it did come out in the UK, though, if I'm correct. I, I know there is a recreation. It's not really an animation, but there is a recreation of it that's been on BritBox. Um, right. And I, I don't think they've animated that. I know Abominable Snowman is on the uh, calendar. That's the that, that might be the last one we get under the current plan. Mm-hmm. I'm looking it up right now, so keep on talking. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know that Abominable Snowman was missing. I thought that was all. I thought that was not one of the missing ones, but they have not, they have one one or two episodes. Gotcha. Most of them are missing. Gotcha. Yeah, I know. I remember they were talking about animating that one, but I, I thought, is that really still on on to be animated? Because they were saying they were going to cancel the rest of them. But I yeah. think Abominable Snowman was already in the process of being done. So I think they are going to follow through with Abominable Snowman. Well, I know that the U.S. releases have been really spotty when it comes to these as well. And I don't know. I just hope that somehow they're able to work out something with, like I said, Big Finish or um, BritBox or somebody to get the rest of these made. Because I think uh, having a complete set of Doctor Stories uh and this is the only way they can really bring those other stories to life at this point. And if something is found later on, then you can release a live action version and everybody goes, woo, but Special edition. at least like, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, at least they have that, that option. But, but I, I think, you know, for a lot of us, I don't know. I don't know what the demand is. I, I, th- I wish it was more, but maybe there's just not as much demand for classic who is we would like. Maybe we're in the minority when it comes to Doctor Who fans. I think there's a steady but predictable demand. They know the number of people that's interested. They know pretty much how much they're going to sell. So it makes it easy to produce the right number of copies. But I don't think uh, it's ever going to be top of the chart sales either here or in the UK, especially the original, uh, the old series. Exactly. I know that some of the animated ones are available on BritBox and some of them are not. I think it just depends on uh, the animation company or something. I don't know the rights, but but um, certainly having them all available on streaming would be a good thing too. Most, most, several of them are available on Amazon. You have to buy them, but you can you can buy the streaming version. Right, right. Yeah, this is the first time I bought one, bought it through Amazon, and uh, it's uh, you know it's it's one that I'm like I don't know if i'm going to rewatch it ever but it's it's at least nice that it has that option well and there's also fans who are completists too who want it for their series <laughs> yeah i'm the same yeah. way you know yeah yeah I, I need that i need that spot on my bookshelf i need galaxy four right mm-hmm. there and hopefully one day i'll have uh the myth makers to put after it <laughs> exactly I so, don't think they've done any box sets Blu-ray for the first or second Doctor yet, right? No. So um, until they really fix these holes, I don't think there's that's going to happen. I don't think they really can. You know, exactly. Maybe, so it'll probably never happen. 
Mm-mm. They could just about do the second season. Uh, the only thing they're missing there is a couple of episodes of the Crusades. Uh, there is an audio adaptions of the two missing episodes. So if they don't plan to animate them, they could just about do the second season, I believe. Mm-hmm. It'd be very interesting to see. Because, yeah, because I know, like, the first season, Marco Polo's the big, you know, hole that's missing. I, I am stunned that that one hasn't been done yet, just because I'm like, I know so many Doctor Who fans want to see that one. And, yeah, that's uh, the one you always hear about that people yeah. want. So I'm just like, why haven't they produced that? Because it seems like that would get a lot of people's attention. Well, it's interesting. The two that I always hear that, you know, they want to have made, of course, Marco Polo, like we just mentioned, but also the Highlanders. Well, right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because yes. I'd introduced Jamie. Right. Yep. And it would and, be really nice to do that while Fraser is still with us. Mm-hmm. So they can have him do, you know, commentary. commentary and, and bonus stuff, yeah. He's not getting any younger, folks. Come on. <laughs> None of us are. No. <laughs> I can tell you that for certain as of yesterday. <laughs> yes, Mr. Know. Birthday Boy. Yeah. It is, a, it is kind of a coin toss. I mean, when we do meet other Doctor Who fans, most of them have been introduced by to Doctor Who by the new series, of course. Um, which in itself is now getting like, it's well over like 10, over 15 fif- years old. Over right? 15 so, years. Yeah. So, uh, so now we're getting to a point where there's a generation that's like seeing like new who is classic. Um, but you know, it seems like we're meeting a lot of people when we meet Dr. Who fans that like new who and very few of them have gone back, but there are some that will do that, but it is difficult to find them. Yeah. I totally understand that. So back to Galaxy 4. Yes. Any final thoughts before we go ahead and rate this one? That high pitch shrill was not necessary. No. <laughs> and every time we saw it, we had a minute and a half shot of the Chumbly going up and down and holding this communication device in its claw. Every freaking time, it was way too long. That's, oh, my God. Oh, just, yeah, they were oh. really trying to fill in time there. Yeah, there were times where it was like, I don't know whether they were doing something visually that we just couldn't see. And the the animators were like, I don't know. I don't know how to fill this. So they were just were doing whatever. But they could have trimmed that, I think. But yeah, the high pitch shrill was not necessary. My cats were like, what is that? <laughs> um, and, you know, and I was like, I had to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was not fun. But, uh, All right. One out of five TARDISes, one being the worst, five being the best. Matt, you go first. You're the guest. Well, I want to be generous because I love Old Who, even at its worst. Um, I I actually preferred the version of the story uh, that uh, was on the Aztec Special Edition DVD when they had found the missing episode. They have a shortened version, thank goodness, shortened version recap of the other episodes, and it makes the story go so much better. Um, so the, the story I would give a 2.5, maybe this particular version, a 2 out of 5. Okie doke, 2.5. Yeah. Mike, follow that up. Um, I, you know, that 2.5 is exactly the halfway point between, what, 1 and 5, so I'm that's fair. This is... This is not horrible. As, as Matt said, this is not the worst 
uh, Doctor Who story, classic or otherwise. Um, still better than Chibnall? I don't know. We'll, that's a, that's a discussion for another time. <laughs> um, always be the bar from now on. Exactly, I know. Um, had to get so a dig in him somewhere, like in this episode. <laughs> we were we were very slack and not not uh, ragging on Chibnall more. Um, uh, but really, the companions are forgettable, and really. I think the doctor has a, like a cool moment at the end where he talks about something uh, and, and like, I, we, I wish we could get just a break from all this violence or whatever. But apart from that, he's really, he doesn't really, it's not his, it's not the doctor at his best. It's not the first doctor at his best. It's not any doctor at his best. And so it's, this is very skippable. Um, it's not bad, but it's not great. So 2.5 for me as well. Okay. Mary. I don't think I'm even going to go as two as high as two point five. Wow! <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to give it a two, and I almost gave it a one point five, but I'll be generous and give it a two. I mean, my first reaction after it was over was, "Well, there's two hours I'm never going to get back." Um, yeah, I thought it was pretty bad, mostly because the writing the writing is not the worst I've ever seen, but it is so pedestrian. I mean, it is just. It, there is no no conflict. There is no, I mean, no conflict that you care about, no characters that you really care about, including the companions who are just there. Oh, uh, if if Stephen would have died, I would have been like, oh, oh well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. You're like, okay, whatever. And, you know, the doctor is not, not really not at his best in this one. So, I mean, I would tell people to skip it. I really would. I mean, if you want to just kind of get it for completest purposes, I understand. Maybe watch it once. I don't think I'll ever watch it again. No, I don't think so. Not at all. Um, okay. For me, um, damn it. I don't want to have to agree with you guys with the <laughs> 2.5. No, I'm going to give it a three. I'm going to give it a solid three. Story was very weak. Um, could have been cut down by two episodes at least. And truthfully, I'm giving it an extra half point though, to make it up to three because I did, you know, the effort they took with the animation and I give effort to that anytime they animate something, you know, it's a ton of work and I know what it's like to do. So I'm going to give it a solid three. Um, I enjoyed it and I watched it. It's going to go up on my bookshelf, and if anyone wants to borrow it, they are more than welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so, definitely. So, let's go wrap up this episode for tonight. I really appreciate everybody for joining us tonight. Of course, Mr. Matt Swetman, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, as always. Enjoyed it thoroughly. Awesome. And Mr. Mike Gordon. As always, it's my pleasure. And Mary Ogle. Thank you for having me. always love talking to you guys. Anything you want to promote? You can find me at maryogle.com or on Etsy at eVision Arts. Excellent. And Matt, I know your wife is now part of a podcast. That is true. She is co-hosting with uh, Chuck and Veronica uh, Monkey and Around. It is a podcast about the monkeys. And uh, I, she is doing a fabulous job there. I can't be more proud of her. She is doing an amazing job. It's her first podcast, and they basically threw everything on her, So, <laughs> which is pretty awesome. And I think she is doing great. And, you know, you might be hearing Monkey Around soon coming to a certain podcast network that we know and love. So you never know. 
could happen. Coming also soon, might as well speak about it now, is our next episode. And we are going to be joined by the ESO movie gal herself, Ashley Pauls. She is going to be joining us next time, and she has chosen for us to watch. Ready for this, folks? The Shakespeare Code. It's going to be awesome. We're going to actually be talking about Dr. Ten and Martha. So we haven't done one of those in quite some time. Yeah, it does seem like forever. (laughs) Yeah, so because we've done Dr. and Rose and we've done Dr. and Donna, but we haven't done the Dr. and Martha. So I thought, you know, because she gave me a couple different ones and I said, let's do this one. And so it was like, perfect. So we are going to be talking all about that one and, you know, Definitely looking forward to everyone joining us then. Of course, you can find us up on, you know, Twitter. You know, we have a great Facebook group, folks. Definitely, please join into the discussion. We put memes up there. Any Doctor Who news. I think we were one of the first up there to actually post about Neil Patrick Harris. So, you know, come on, folks. Why not join in all the fun? You might actually learn something or, you know, talk to your favorite Whovians. So, Definitely check us out up on Facebook as Earth Station Who, a Doctor Who podcast. So you definitely could find us up there. And I think eventually we will have an Instagram for this show. I think it's probably going to be a good idea to do. And, you know, if you want to listen to older episodes, you could also go to earthstationwho.com to check out our podcast. Listen to some of the older episodes where we talk about all kinds of fun Whovie and stuff. So until next week, my name is Mike Faber on behalf of myself. Mr. Mike Gordon, Mr. Matt Sweatman, and of course, Ms. Mary Ogle. Thank you for joining us. We are so happy to have you guys here with us, and we'll see you here next time on the Air Station Who Podcast. Peace, and we are done. Boom. You have been listening to Earth Station Who, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from across the universe. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individual and are used for entertainment value alone. You subscribe to our podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, or follow our blog at www.esopodcast.com. You can also follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. If you enjoyed the show, please leave feedback up on iTunes. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.